Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. But she's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Welcome to Let's Watch TV. Are you going to say hello? Oh, hello. I couldn't hear you. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Let's Watch TV with Joe and Fran. Oh. Hello, hello, hello. First of all, let's start here. Who picked the show? We're watching This Is Us, everybody. This Is Us. This Is Us. Who picked it? Me. Anyway. But I have been trying to get you to watch this show yeah. for ages and you wouldn't watch it. And then I say, he goes, it's an old person show. It is. Don't watch it. Nobody wants to hear about it. And then I said, ask your fans. You asked your fans and you go, oh, I guess they do watch they did, it. They did. They did. But also mm -hmm. like they would. So I get it. Like my fans are majority the same demographic as who would watch the show. My fans are not all old ladies. I will say that. I'm not hating on anyone. If you like this show, I'm not calling you an old lady because I like old lady things. I like old lady things. I love any candle that is rose scented. The yeah. more it smells like potpourri, the more I like it. The strong floor. I love an old grandma scented candle. I also love liver and onions. I also love <laughs> food that you can gum that you don't need teeth for. I love an old lady situation. So I'm not making fun of it. Is this an old lady show? It is. It's an old lady it's not, show. However, I got to I got to straight up tell you something, mom. I am not pissed at you. I'm, I think, livid. Not, nothing new. You made me watch a show that you damn well knew tapped into my biggest fear in life. I didn't write the show. You knew this was coming. There's no way you didn't know this was coming. There's Not no the way they wrote it. Not the way they Are wrote it. Are you serious? Are you serious? I knew it was coming, but not the way they wrote it. Why don't, why don't we get into it? And talk? First of all, <laughs> first I'm of not all, having, let me talk. First of all, I'm not having it. Second of all. <laughs> Wait, let me first ask. What? Since you never watched the show and it's been on for Mom, six seasons. I didn't even watch the show. I've never even watched the show. Right. They, and I was crying in the recap at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Did you see? That is an issue. I'm serious. I think the writers sat around and they were like, the goal of this show is to make everybody fully dehydrated because they've lost all their water weight in tears. Well, <laughs> did you watch season one? No, I watch. So funny story. Do you remember? You do, do you remember the squirrel house that I used to live in? Yes. Just so everybody knows, I lived in a house that was had a freaky, freaky, deaky, freaky, deaky landlord, and it was infested with squirrels. We call it the squirrel house. They lived in the walls and they kept me up all night. When I lived in the squirrel house all that time ago, I remember Morgan and I tried to get into it. And we just did it. And that was around like season one that. time. What do you want? You don't want to hear about it. We tried to get into the show, you dirty old lady. What? We tried to get into the show. 
Oh. We tried to. Oh, oh, oh. You nasty. You nasty. That's the way you said it. We tried to, we're talking about the show. And I said, we tried okay. to get into it. Okay. You are nasty, filthy, go to. No, you say shit that doesn't belong. You need to go to the little shed that the priest has inside of the church where you tell him all your shit. And then he takes notes and writes a book about it. You need to go to that. What's that called? Confession. Anyway. Anyway, so what you do? What you do last night? Because I know that you try to throw all this six seasons into one night. I didn't what, watch did it. Do? No, I didn't. I did not watch anything else besides the very last episode of the very last season, which this is not the second time I've done it. And I will say, did I like it? Probably. I just don't have the emotional capacity to watch the show. <laughs> is true. It's a good show. I just don't. I I personally not capable. Did you watch the first season at all or the first episode at all? A long, 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 like six years ago. Oh, okay. It was like right when Morgan and I started dating. Well, This Is Us is one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. Um, it also is special to me because my sisters watched it with me. One lives in Ann Arbor. Which one also lives in picturing Tennessee. you guys watch this together, like even made me more emotional. It we watched it together. And watching the last episodes, what, it, this whole show building up the last episodes was something very, we couldn't wait to watch it. And the best episode to me was not the very last. It was the second to the last that had me still in tears for days and days and days and days and days. But anyway, I, I for those who have not watched the show, it's the Pearson family. First of all, the writer is incredible. He wrote beautiful words. Every script was absolutely gorgeous. Every word was gorgeous. Uh, Dan Fogelberg wrote this show. And I'll tell you, I have some scoop about that for the Patreon. But he wrote a show about a, pair, a family, the Pearson family, who unfolds in an emotional drama in moments of love, joy, triumph, and heartbreak. And it comes, it's, it starts to be told by the parents, Jack and Rebecca, and it goes, the beautiful part of the show, it goes back and forth between these people through the generations, from when they were young, from when the kids were kids and born, to when the kids were older. And it just intertwined this story that was incredible. But they had the interesting part, they had to have about three to four sets of kids. Because they that, show them from like babies, middle, teenager. Yeah. And older. And then they would jump back to some scenes. So they have different like three or four sets of each one of like Kate, Kevin and Randall all had three or four sets of actors who went through these scenes with them. Big three. The big three. Oh, big God. three. But I didn't know who um, Milo Ventimiglia was. Am I supposed to know? I didn't know who he was. Who to the show. It? He was in Gilmore Girls. Like that. I don't know who this hey, is. Huh? Who is it? Uh, Milo Ventimiglia played Jack. Who is that? He's he's the dad. Oh, mom, mom, I watched one episode of this show. Don't come at this like I'm supposed to know who these people are. <laughs> Your homework, like you give me homework, was to watch the very first season and to watch the very last season. If not, the first episode and the last episode, that was your homework. And, uh. I gladly and yeah, didn't listen to your mom. Can you just like get but to anyway, it? Can you get to it? Well, the very first show I had to go back today and re relook at it because I'm saying, okay, when did these people weave into the show? Some things I forgot. The triplets were born, right? 
And what I didn't, what I forgot, it was, it was Jack's 36th birthday, the dad, and the triplets were born on those, his 36th birthday. And when they cut to the way the kids are now as adults, they started to show it at that, at their 36th birthday is how they did that in the very first pilot episode. So wait, the dad died when he was 36? No. He was 36 when the kids were born. Right. So the show 30, picks up when the kids are now 36. Right. The show Double is questions. It, Thank you. You've answered my questions. A couple no. more. You know how it goes in and out? <laughs> well, it shows Jack and Rebecca when she was pregnant to the delivery. Then it'll cut to the three kids when they're adults at 36. Okay. And then it cuts back and then it cuts front. That's how that's How done. old were you when you had me? 34. It was cray cray. That's why I'm cray cray. And that's why you make us cray cray. I'm going to be 34. In a year, um, but I think one of the one of the most please, beautiful Brian, characters that I love about this show. <laughs> the two characters that I love were Kevin was my favorite sibling okay. in there. Mm-hmm. Very, he was the one that I was the actor, mm-hmm. and then the doctor, the doctor who was um, delivered the twins, and then the doctor shows up mid season at Jack's funeral. Then the doctor shows up at the end on the train when. Rebecca was starting to die and he shows up on the train. He is unbelievable actor, first of all, and the things he had to say. And one of the things he said at the very beginning to Jack, when he had to sit down and tell him you have a son and a daughter, but the third one died. The thing he said that carried out a son and a daughter and the third one died. uh, She had triplets, two lived, one died and she almost died. And the thing that he was sitting and talking to Jack about he had to tell him this and he sat down and said can I talk and he just told this beautiful story he said take the sour sourest lemons life has to offer and turn it into something that resembles lemonade Mm -hmm. and Jack then started to use that phrase and passed it on to his kids and then the kids as adults started to use that that phrase too so that was really pinnacle there's just so many things dad watched that first show with me the first show and a couple of me he was crying so it you know he cries easy so it, it was just really beautiful and gordon mccray was the actor who played the doctor mm. did you catch this did you catch the second to the last scene uh episode it was called the train no when the mom was dying no <laughs> what you watched the very last episode of the funeral? Thank God. Thank God. Oh, oh. Thank God. You've got to watch the one right before. Oh, absolutely be, not. It's no. my favorite one of no, all. No, 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 no. How uh, beautifully written it was. It was beautiful. Listen. What? Lately, I've been seeing a lot of this trigger warning stuff where it's like yeah. trigger warning. This deals with earthquakes so if you're scared of earthquakes don't watch this please riddle me this why this show and why no trigger warning oh i should have gave you a trigger warning you did this intentionally no i didn't it's my favorite show on tv what what, what did you want me to tell you i didn't know Joe, you had a trigger just warning. a heads up the parents die maybe that well i think that if you really watch the show no it will Give you a no, sense of thank you. life. Down on the that phone. was a whole no. thing about life. Great. Not ready for it. Not happening. Also, literally, I just, I don't know if the world, okay. The part that was like sent me into a different dimension of hysteria. 
was when the three siblings were sitting on the bench outside of the funeral and the sister said, we don't have parents anymore. I was like, you might as well just give me a beaver tranquilizer because I can't even function. I know how that felt. Oh, my God. When your parents die, is it like the most out of body experience ever? Depends how they die. Because if it's something that you expect, mm-hmm. you can ease into your grief earlier. Ease um, into your but grief? it is sometimes you walk around and go, does, does this really happen? Really? Are they not there anymore? Yeah. I think this really, especially the train touched me because of my uh, hospice nursing. Background. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. That's and crazy. Wait, did, train, she have, did she have dementia, by the way? She had Alzheimer's. Okay. Because there was something that I was like listening to her and she's like, I don't, when she said she didn't want to forget the core memories of just like, the little she's like things. the every day when there was nothing to do, the, the laughs and the, I was like, take me out someone take me to the backyard like a sick dog and shoot me in between the eyes and just bury me under a willow tree because I can't I can't when she started talking like that I was literally like I am about to scrounge the street for rat poison this is bad Oh, it's so true life. I mean, the show covered things like not only Alzheimer's, but addiction, mental health, having a disabled child. Um, It covered death. It covered obesity. Uh, It covered so many things that relate to so many people. I think that the, the show was also people's journey and it was also kind of cathartic for people, too. I mean, losing my parents, definitely that was part of when I, you know, was watching all this. But like I was saying in my hospice experience, one of the, well, in my own experience, when I think about it, when they did, when he wrote the train, when that, when that script was written for the train, Mandy Moore said she she was reading the trend. She was reading the script. Sobbing, soaking it with her own tears. She said she was reading it. She was telling Jimmy Fallon. You know, uh, she wasn't telling what happened. She goes, but people are going to need a day off after this one. She said she was reading the script and I went into my trailer and threw up. And it was the journey of on the train. And the symbolism from that was incredible how they brought her back to her youthful Rebecca. And she was all dressed up and she used to ride on a train with her dad when she was little. So she's on the train and it takes her from and then Randall's real father appears and he takes her on the journey through every car of the train. And in the car of the train is something that like her children were there and she could see them and see how they did. And then the very last and then the one of the very last scenes is the doctor and she sat at a bar and he was the bartender and he had her conversation with her. Enough. Enough. And then nope. she went to the caboose that was near, near the end of her life. But here's the most important thing. She could not die because she was waiting for somebody. She was a whole time on the train. She goes, but I'm waiting for somebody. I can't. Nope. I'm waiting for somebody. And you didn't know who it was at first. She was waiting for somebody. Who was it? Her husband. And then finally she goes, Kate's not here. Kate. Who's Kate? Kate, her daughter, her two sons. She goes, but Kate's not here. I don't see Kate. Kate was in Europe and England promoting something book that our curriculum she wrote for blind children's schools. Yeah. Yeah. 
and she was trying to get home on an airplane. And you see, so the mom was like holding on to it. Yes. No. She was laying and she said, I can't. No, no. No, wait a minute. No. Don't shut me. Shut up. I can't do it. I did not take a Valium before this episode. I can't. I'm, mom, I am listening to you tell me about this and I can't even keep it together. And you want me to watch this? Whoever wrote this is a sadist. This is crazy. I want to say to you, patients I've taken care of in the hospital. We're dying at the end of their life, and it, they hung on and hung on no, because of something. No, no, I don't want to. True. Goodbye. And that is another episode of Let's Watch TV. Kate comes into the room. Mom, mom, I'm here. I'm here. I love and you. And then she goes. And she's the laying caboose. there, and it shows her. Okay, she went into the book and laid down, and she turned over, and she says, "Hi there," and it's Jack, and he says, "Hi." There. Oh my God. It was beautiful. I'm literally gonna. I uh uh-uh, uh. It was no. so Mom, I'm literally crying. Huh? I'm like about to sob. I'm this sorry. is insane. That's it, insane. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautifully written. Beautifully I am so written. glad. I am so glad I didn't watch that today. Oh, that would have I been was, a horrible day way to start my day. I was crying. Oh no! Uncontrollably. Shit. If you're not Ginger, crying, Ginger was crying. You, and Helen was crying. No because, shit. But if you, it told if you, me if per, about. Listen, if you're a person, Linda, Linda, Mr. <laughs> President, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. If you are a person who watched that episode and you yes. did not cry, you oh. need to go to church. You're dark-sided. You have demons inside of your body. You're a soulless, lifeless sack of meat and you need to find the Lord because I'm listening to you talk about this and I yeah. am out of my mind sad. It was sad and beautiful. It was sad and beautiful. Can't Unbelievable how he wrote it. that. Can't do it. How no. he wrote that was unreal. No, no, no. Well, that is some bullshit for them to do that to the American people. No, I think that it was a gift. A gift? Uh-huh. A gift? Absolutely. I think that whole series was a gift. I truly look at it that way because people can identify with things that were happening and the characters. Um, and you read about that all the time. And the actors were saying how people would reach out all the time and say, because of you, I handled my addiction because I saw what you did. You know how people just start to identify with things and because, you know, my obesity um, and I've got something about that. I, you know, I identify with you and in Alzheimer's. Oh, are you happy? You, are you happy? You brought this one to the table and you can't even keep it together. It was, it was beautiful. Mom, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Any of your, any of your, anybody who watches Let's Watch TV and knows that show and saw that show would probably say the same thing. Who really were invested in that show for whatever reason would say the same thing. And I have some really interesting notes uh, uh, for Patreon about it. I don't think I can Sorry. do it. Um, it's 90 <laughs> degrees out in Michigan and I'm down here with a sweatshirt on because my studio is the basement and it's so cold. Mom. And these tears are going to freeze on my face. I cannot ever do this again. 
<laughs> we're never watching a show about dead parents ever again. Okay. I promise. But this was a, this was, look at my, my nails are terrible. I'm getting those done today. Um, this was a show that's iconic. It's that it will live forever. It will live forever. It's a beautiful show. <laughs> One of the best. I can't do it. I can't even keep it together right now. And oh God, thank God I didn't watch the train. Thank Don't go God. back and watch it. Hell no. <laughs> you're, you're out of your goddamn mind. Absolutely was Morgan not. crying when he was watching this with you? Didn't even watch it. I woke oh. up early this morning to watch it. I turned it on. First well, of all, first of all, first of all, this is how my day went this morning. Okay. I right, wake buddy. up and I turn on the news, which if you ever want to guarantee to have a shitty day, watch the news first thing in the morning. It's yeah. horrible, horrible. Yeah. It's the worst yeah. way to start your day is to have the news on. I need to get a new morning routine because that ain't it. Okay. I turn on the news and the catastrophe that happened a couple weeks ago, I can't even, like Morgan ha Morgan has to come downstairs and be like, turn it off because I can't even do it. Because the truth, can we just call this episode cry your fucking eyes out? Cause literally that's all we're doing. I can't do it with the whole Texas situation right now because like I can't speak to the parents and I can't speak to anybody other than the teachers, but like every, I don't think I can do it. Okay. But I need to say it. Okay. Every teacher in the country right now can visualize what happened like mm -hmm. you can put yourself in it like you can <laughs> I can like see it with my own eyes like what that would have looked like sounded like smelled like and it's horrifying yes right and yes. uh there's an issue that needs to be solved it's yes. crazy yes. so I'm having a hard time right now because every time someone says something or makes a statement about it or anything the comments are just wild and i think like people forget that this is like way bigger than what they might think it is and it's just horrific and like i'm experiencing some sort of like second hand like i need to like recenter myself because it's so intense right and now it's to the point too where um like people who made it out of the situation are on the news giving their retellings of like what happened yeah. to them last yeah. week. And I, I can't, it's, it's literally affecting my life. Like I can't do it. And I know that like something needs to be done and I need to use what I have to like get change rolling here. And I will, but, um, it's just like, I just want people to like stop and reflect on like, first of all, the way you talk about the situation to other people, because like, you don't know how it affects them. And the right. few times that I've like spoken about it, the things that people say in my DMs and my comments and my emails just are mind blowing. Like, I'm like, I can't believe you would say that to another person anyway. Um, but that's inundating the news like nonstop. Right. And that's like really mentally fucking with me right now. Yeah. So I turn on the news today 
And for the first time ever, I saw um, like people like like pictures of um, like kids like running out of the building and stuff. And it was horrible to even see like it was I couldn't handle it. So I like stop myself because I have to keep stopping myself in these situations to like get back on track so that I can be productive and like have a successful day because it's like doing something to me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. I have to watch the show for Let's Watch TV, which we're recording today. So I turned on and the freaking prologue to this episode is all about a dying mom. And I'm like, there's the other thing that I'm horrified about in life. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So then I watched that episode. I'm sobbing into my dog's fur. And Morgan comes down the stairs. He's like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Did he ask you what you're watching? Yeah. And then just like my, oh, I need, I actually need to like, after we're done here, I need to figure out, I need to like recenter myself somehow. I'm having a, a really lot. I'm having a really lot. I'm having a lot of issues with that lately. I don't know what it is. I'm having a really hard time. Um, I don't know. Did you, when you were like, you like reached a different level of your career, especially in the nineties that like a lot of women were not at. Right. They were like, starting. They were starting, but you were, you, sure. you were definitely like m most of my friends, moms were stay at home moms. Not that that's bad. Not no, anything not about that. Not that that's bad. No, God um, bless them but didn't have jobs and good for them. Like I wish there was a yeah. world where I could just do that. Right. And you were right. a director of a hospital program and were there, were there like times in your career where you were just like, I like, did you like doubt yourself? Like, were you like, I, I can't like, how You're am always. I doing this? I can't do this. Like, who am I to be doing this? Always. Yeah. Every, every position I ever had, you get to a point to say, am I doing the right thing? Am I in my right career? Yeah. Am I making a difference with every single step? God, I'm having like so much of that, that right now. Huh? I'm having so much of that right now. Like everything I'm doing, I'm literally just like every, I like, it like wakes me up in the middle of the night. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I growing the right way? And then like, I look back on stage and I'm like, yes, you fucking asshole. You just sold out like a whole weekend of shows. Like you're doing something that people like, but then I get back in my space and it's just like in my head. And I'm like, are you even good at this? Like I watch back videos of myself and I'm like, are you really as funny as you thought you are? Are you doing like, do you really, I, think I don't know. It's like crazy. When you, when you get to a, a certain point of success in your career, I think if you don't doubt what you're doing and doubt if you're in the right place, there's something wrong with you. You're a narcissist and you're, you know, egotistical maniac. I think what helps growth is to have those questions of yourself. Yeah. And it helps you grow in who you are. It helps you understand, does this make me happy? Mm -hmm. And, you know, does it bring me joy? Does it bring other people joy? Is it making a difference? And when you can answer all those questions, you'll know, you know, but I think it's normal because out there too, even with my job, there's competition. Mm -hmm. there's always competition up your back. There's always somebody who wants what you have. There's always somebody who said they can do it better. Always, always. You have bosses who tell you, you know, this has to change. You got to do this. You got to do this. There's always somebody back there, but you got to pay attention to yourself. I know. You know, I think the only time I changed jobs because it was mentally 
hard on me was my hospice career. Oh, that it became so in, in, into my body and my soul and it had me start to question my mortality and my morbidity and all that. And I would come home sad every night mm-hmm. that I said, I love this job. I love what I'm doing. It makes such a difference, but I can't do it to me anymore. I can't do it to me. Yeah. So I had to make a conscious decision to make a move. Oh my God. It was a, even if it was something I was great at, I know something was- that I loved, but I had a, what is it doing to me personally? That was the same with teaching when I taught, like it was specifically that year when I had that kid and he was got bumped yeah. around foster care. And then we yeah. had, to, he had such a messed up life. Yeah. And then on top of that, like we had to bring him to our house for Christmas and then his dad died. Like it was just like this kid had like the worst life ever. And I remember being like, can I do this? Like, I can't do this for 30 years. Like, like I, I, I will be a shell of a human if I have this every year. And like people do. And, and that's amazing. But like Jody says this all the time. Jody, Dr. Jody Carrington says this all the time. And I think it's one of the, like the truest quotes ever. It's something along the lines of how can we, how can we expect the people who hold our children to do the best if there's like nobody holding them? Yes. It's like, is that not the truth? And you see it now more than ever. It's like, ever. And then the, Politis the politicization politicization of everything that's happening right now. It's like, is anybody even I get it. I get it. I understand the kids first. The kids first, the kids first, the kids first too. But like these teachers who still are at this school are gonna have to go back and like teach their kids and like talk about this shit that happened. And but who's worried about the teachers? Like who, who's caring for them? That shit's deep. Oh, I, I can imagine. But, but I want you just to remember one thing, even through the hardest and terrible times of your life. And even what you went through with that boy, it's amazing how it gives you strength, makes you stronger and helps you grow. Because I am sure you took the way you felt, what you did into your life and knew what to do the next time, knew how to be different the next time. I, I think it, it created a big growth opportunity for you. Mm. And um, it made a difference. It's just like, I, I always say nurses who practice in one particular hospital that I worked at, mm-hmm. um, new nurses, I would always say, go downtown and go work at a hospital downtown because you'll see everything yeah. and you'll learn everything. But when you're working at this country club over here, you're not going to see shit. Yeah. You know, you're not going to learn stuff. Go down there and learn about it. Learn the emotional part about it. Learn what real life is about. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in the trenches, you know? Oh, shit. So you you make a decision on what you're going to, um, what you're going to do to yourself, you know? But you're fine. I mean, if you don't question, you're not questioning yourself in your career at a, every every certain part of your way. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not growing. You're not growing. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know. It's all okay. I'm just like in, um, I'm in like a moment. Like I'm in like a. You're in a difficult, you're in a weird space right now. Yeah, it's weird. We got to end the podcast. I think what I I decided to do at home, because you know, dad watches news 24 seven is what I do is now that it's nice weather. I don't turn on when he's not home in the morning. I don't turn on the TV at all. I never have the TV on. I never have the TV on. I never start my morning with the TV. Um, 
now I'll go out on the back porch and have my coffee, do something different. Now, when he comes home, he turns it on and I just choose to go to another room and do whatever I have to do. Now, I will watch it at the end of the night to take a capture of what's been going on during the day, you know, but I won't inundate myself with all this, you know, news, news, news. So that's something I've done. I think what you can do, you go take that dog for a walk. Oh, there's, it's like there's my nothing grace. more. Huh? I, that's like my saving grace. That's right. Take you for a walk. Gives you a chance to breathe and think and smell life and look at his happiness and your happiness and other people. And it, it really is uh, a good tool. Or go And if you don't have an animal, go for, go for people, go for a walk. Go do something else instead. This is a tough time for people for so many reasons. So many reasons. But anyway. Well, we love you guys so much and we'll see you next time. Huh? <laughs> Let's watch TV. TV. Bye, everybody.